0: Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Sunday, December 15th. Christmas is right around the corner. Basketball is in full swing. We took a tough loss this Saturday. Ugh,
1: not at least idea. you weren't in town
0: for it. That had to feel good. But like You had to be a little bit. As a Vol fan, I've been there. I've been out of town. Had plans prior to games. I've only missed a few, f- few football games. I mean, I missed the ETSU game last year for a concert. And I remember being like, man, I just wish I'd rather be tailgating. I'd rather be at the game than be here. But at the same mm-hmm. time... Then you you have, in your luck, I guess, I mean, I know you'd rather us win, but in your luck, you're like, "Ah, at least I didn't miss anything. Yeah. So, I mean, that that works. That's kind of how I felt yesterday. It was like, well, because you're thinking, you know, this is going to be one of the greatest atmospheres. And I I believe it was. I wasn't there, but I've heard (laughs) it it was very loud. Um, Eh. You didn't think so. Not loud enough. Here's my biggest issue with Tennessee fans. I think we had one defense chant. Most of the time, we're just yelling nonsense. Yeah, and I don't understand. And like, how many people think about like think about this in a twenty-two thousand seat arena? How many people are gonna just go ah, for thirty seconds straight? Yeah, how many people are gonna go defense for thirty seconds straight? Twenty-two thousand people would probably do that. Defense. Not many are gonna go ah for thirty seconds straight. Right. So put that in perspective. It could have been a lot louder. Okay. That's my biggest problem with Tennessee fans right now. And it's like. I, I, I like your tweet about the Vols thing when they try to sync it up with the band. Terrible. It's It's bad. The it's section bad. thing is cool in theory. First off, I don't know. I have nothing personal against the guy on the mic. Nothing personal. Whatever. But he needs to stop. He's not enthusiastic. He doesn't get the crowd up in any way. He's like, all right, all right, all right. On your feet, on your feet, on your feet. That's it's the like, most enthusiastic. It's like the Kawhi Leonard when he's like, yeah. hey. There's no enthusiasm. Yeah. Zero enthusiasm. I'm pretty sure they have Sterl the Pearl at every game. How many songs do you hear that get the crowd going? At one point, we're booing the ref during a like a – it was like a substitution break. Something happened where the refs converged, and we're booing the refs. So it's like 30 seconds. And they, they play a Let It Be by the Beatles over the speaker, loudspeakers. <laughs> I'm just like, there's no connection at all between – fans and UT and fans and other fans, like there's no, I don't know why our fan base when it comes to that kind of stuff just isn't that good. It it bothers me. I want us to be, but I mean, when when it comes to basketball, right? You're not really, uh, I'm not talking about football because football's different. You you can, but I mean, think about it. Think about football though. How often do you just get like outside of Rocky top or VOLS, but VOLS is started by the band. How often do you just get, so I mean, even like nowadays, it's hard to get. It's great to be a Tennessee ball started. The only time people have done it for a continued, you know, more than just once, more than like two or three times, was at Kentucky leaving. Because those are dedicated fans. Those people drove and spent money.
1: Yeah,
0: People at the games, though, like, after Mississippi State, everyone just walked out quietly. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like, I'm, me and my brother are chanting, it's great to be a Tennessee wall. Everyone around us is dead silent. Looking at us like we're crazy. So... I mean, do you, do you think it comes from just, like, I think a not lot of being a dedicated... Like, maybe not even knowing those kind of songs, because... Oh, uh, I think it's definitely a lot has to do with the last 10 years. I mean, I think yeah. that's a lot of it. Yes. yes. But, and I'm not hating. I mean, we're still showing up. It was a decently loud place. Memphis blamed them playing ISO ball on the noise, but I don't remember looking over at Penny Hardaway one time and him giving any kind of signal. So, most people, you know, they have names for their, their plays or... Um, their sets or whatever, but they also have signals, you know, they're going to, you know, whatever, yeah. they're going to have something where they can also communicate at least part of something without, because if you expect to go into a college basketball arena and be able to speak to each other, uh, 30, 80 feet, you know, not 80, you'll never be 80 feet, but 30 to 40 feet away from each other. You, that's your expectations are ridiculous. If you think you're gonna be able to do that in most good college basketball venues. Right. And we probably, yeah, I, I agree, but I mean, I guess that that player did say that it was hard hearing. Like, they didn't know what... Right. That, they couldn't even communicate with each other. So, not just the coach, so not even with each other. Right, so they blame that on the noise, but it was, I was like, uh, at the same time, I just feel like they're not that well coached. That's part of the issue. The most of the issue. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was loud at times. Towards the end of the game, the final five minutes was an awesome crowd. Like, that was, in my opinion, what the crowd should have been for the full 40 minutes yeah. and like, I'm up there. Like I I was getting people looking around at me. Like when we would, when we would either score or have a turnover and I would just like, mm-hmm. let's go D and I'd clap the whole possession or I'd, you know, just, you know, just throughout the possession, let's go D let's go D. And people were like, look at me like I was crazy. I'm yeah, like, I mean, you're, you're Yeah, I am crazy. That's <laughs> fair. I mean, I was sitting up there with the buzz Peterson curtains. So I get it. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Someone tweeted about one section in particular, section one hundred and twenty. Someone tweeted about it, how they sat down the whole game. That was my experience. Looking around, like not just my section, not just the section over for me. Um, it, it, except for the the final five minutes, most people were on their feet pretty much the whole time. <laughs> most people were screaming. But I, I think when you put it when when you put Thompson Bowling Arena in perspective, it's the largest on campus arena in the country. There is no way it's even close to the loudest. There is no way. Yeah, and I mean, this and it like you said it's probably due to the last ten years, but I ten feel years like our hand, our student hand 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 section is not. Hand hand not hand. That's where the that I mean when you look at it that if there's gonna be good you know there's gonna be a defense chance started or a VOLS chance started by the fans not by a yeah. guy yelling at am like it's gonna be with the students it's not gonna or be or the push it push, they did like, yell they did yell bullshit one time they okay. did do that That's I was good I was kind of proud it what it was for like two seconds. It was. The, I mean, you could tell where it was coming from. Because my it was favorite thing they do when somebody gets um, fouls out, they like, yeah, yeah, they do that. Until, uh, so. Yeah, until they sit. They, down. Yeah, do the, I'll cool. do the student, student section. Of that they've been committed to that. But and then another thing that bothered me is, and and again, I think this comes with in basketball more than just the last ten years. I mean, the last you know thirty years of on and off, not very great teams to support. But like when my when we went to games growing up, when I went to games growing up with my dad. Like the first thing I learned was when, and it used to be the student section would hold newspapers and they would yell. And this is like, I mean, my dad was there during the Ray Mears years. So we we're, were a good basketball team and they would pull down the newspapers and yell suck each time a player's uh, name was announced. And like I, the student section like kind of looked like they were doing it, but they didn't look dedicated to it. And I've tried to pay attention. And, and again, it's like half of them know what's going on and the other half don't. And yeah. again, I think it just comes with like the last 30 years of meh basketball. Yeah. And the and the only years, like, the, I mean, we've been selling, again, our attendance is way up compared to, you know, most schools. Um, but, I, I mean, think about the Bruce Pearls years. Like, some of the games you went to there, you would leave with your ears, like football games, your ears ringing. Wasn't even close to that yesterday. Yeah. It's, it, was, it wasn't the best atmosphere I've experienced in Thompson-Borne right now. Interesting. The last five minutes, again, phenomenal job. But the previous 35, meh. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to be ruthless. I want to be right. a arena where if you come in there, like it's gonna be a full forty yeah. minutes of of absolute chaos. And again, I'll give credit where credits due. The student section was there early. I got there about forty minutes before tip off. It was pretty much full, and they were riding the Memphis players during warm ups. That's good. I, yeah. yeah. Again, like I'll give credit where credits due. They were. Doing I mean, a great how many job. times did we get thrown out of basketball games in high school? I just got thrown out of one. I didn't say anything inappropriate. You got to walk that line. You can no, talk about mom. I got thrown out of a couple. I just got thrown out of one. And it wasn't even my fault. I mean, I was with the guy, guilty by association, fair. But I don't okay, maybe not thrown out, but how many times did you get like a did the principal come over and be like, "Hey guys." Oh, every game. <laughs> you know, maybe not say that. Every game. Yeah, yeah I mean that and and but again, I like what you said. You got to walk the line. Yeah. You got to definitely got to walk the line of inappropriate, inappropriate and appropriate um, and you got to you got to say some things to try to if you're on the court you better know who the starting point guards' sister, mom, girlfriend, yeah, grandmother absolutely. are, dad, brother. You got to know them all. Like uh, when we went down and played Florida, when uh, Dame Bradshaw was playing, they had pictures of his sister printed out. I mean, I think she played at Florida, but that's that's dedication. Yeah, it's dedication. Better I know. I, I I was uh, I was very disappointed with our fans early on in the game, and then the five minutes kind of made up for it. But I'm not also not going to forget that. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, that environment is awesome," and I was like, "I've been in." I mean, has it been that bad lately that I've just been in a but better did you think it might have had to do with the way we played? Oh, that doesn't help. But I also, I feel like if you're there, like, are you not going to cheer? Yeah. I mean, that's true. I, I've been – so. I mean, Bama, you you still cheer on third downs against Alabama. You yeah. know what the outcome of that game is going to be. Right. You cheer against – So, so let's talk about the game. Oh, so, before we do that, do yeah. you want to tell them about our friends yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know we just yeah. got way into that super fast, but – Also, Chad said play his voicemail. Do we have a voicemail? Oh, I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. Um, I wonder if we had any more. I don't really know. um, So, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank. They're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions, life. Made better, visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Again, that's cbtn.com and find a branch near you, guys. Any financial needs you may have, go check out Commercial Bank. Check them out, guys, and I'll look for that voicemail too. See if I can get it. He um, just texted me and told me to play it, so oh, well, we'll I guess he's listening. <laughs> shout, um, shout, out my, shout out to my boy Chuck. Memphis. It, it was ugly. I, I'm 100% it was with you there. very ugly. And it was, you know, outside of Josiah Jordan James, it was pretty ugly from the beginning. He was, I think he had our first eight of 11 points. He was hot early on. Yeah, at one point it was Josiah James eight, Memphis five. Yeah, so he, he was playing well Yep. Um, from the beginning. But other than that, it was pretty ugly. And, you know, and I was telling someone this, you're going to have ugly games. I mean, if you expect to play a 30- If you're lucky, 39 game schedule perfectly, then you're an idiot. But my only issue with yesterday is, like, it was a very abnormal ugly. No one really, outside of Josiah, Jordan, James, in the first half, no one played well on our team. Mm -mm. Um, Lamonte just wasn't even super effective going to the hole. My man made one basket yesterday from the field. Yep. You you can't have that from your senior guards. And he, he tried a couple times going to the hole. He tried. But he just wasn't even successful doing that. I don't know if it's a shoulder. I don't know what was going on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jordan Bowden's shot looked way – like it, it, just about every time he shot it, you knew it wasn't going in. It just – something looked different. I, I didn't – I was waiting. Yeah, I think the one that he made, he just stepped into. And I think it was we got an offensive rebound or something. Well, he was, he was fading away up. from the basket too. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he wasn't He wasn't jumping backwards from it. He was kind of – I don't know if he's coming off the screen. I don't know. He was going sideways. A lot of it felt very forced. Yeah, and that, that was another thing. I think Lamonte just – in the second half, I think he got to this point where he was like, I'm going to shoot my way out of it. Mm. But, I mean, you've kind of been in a slump for a while. Yeah. I don't think shooting your way out of it was the point. And I have a problem I have a problem with this shot yesterday um, that would have put you in the lead. There – I don't know how many minutes – or how many seconds left. One of our last – one of our last true possessions. I have yeah. a problem with it. A lot of people are like, I mean, it's Lamonte. He's – The man made one field goal before that point. Yeah. You had other guys on the court. You were down by two. You had 10 seconds left in the shot clock. I have a problem with it for a lot of reasons. If Lamonte takes my very, very last shot and we, you know, the play was designed to go to him, whatever. We can talk about that. The play, he just kind of popped off a screen. I don't think we got into our set any. And he just jacks one up with a guy, and he wasn't smothered, but a guy on him. I, that's why I have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, so so we are fifteen for sixty from the field, twenty five percent. Four for twenty six from from three point. That's fifteen point four percent. I mean, you are not going to win any games when you shoot no. like that. And we got, so we couldn't throw it in the freaking ocean. No, and we got out rebounded, and a lot of that has to do with Pawns going to the bench early with two fouls, but also to Pawns, man. I, I get it. You are a shot blocker. Like that is ninety percent of the reason you are on the floor. You are a rim protector, but you got to just play defense sometimes too. I feel like he left his feet too early. I guess Memphis is well-coached to that aspect because I feel like they took advantage of Pons leaving, especially, I mean, those early two fouls. Mm -hmm. One of them was because of that. He left his feet too early. And I think that really hindered him a couple. I mean, I can think of two off the top of my head that he misses the rebound because he just goes up way too early. Yep. Um, I mean, Fulgerson had three blocks yesterday. And you know that man can't jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he played well, especially in the second half. Fulgerson played really well. I felt like, even in the first half, I feel like he was playing what Memphis gave him. Even, he was getting pushed around. But I feel like he was kind of trying to use that against Memphis. Because it was like he was, he was dragging that guy. You know, almost out to 15 feet. Yeah. And opening up some space in the lane. So, I feel like he was playing with what Memphis – like, I'm with you. I think he played well yesterday. I mean, not only just from seeing he had seven rebounds, three blocks, and nine points. Like, I mean, that's three assists. That's a good game, especially from a guy who – that's about all the production you should ask from him. Yeah. Um. And yeah, maybe a few more rebounds. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I thought he played well yesterday. And um, I feel like John Fulkerson and Drew Pember – uh, and even Josiah Jordan James played well enough for us to win, and we just didn't get that from anyone else, anything like that from anyone else. Right, and and, and Jordan and Lamonte or Baden and Lamonte, they have to do something, you know, to to get themselves in a groove. So you know, when your shot is, is not falling, what do you do? Yeah, you go to the basket. Yeah, you know, the ba- Or and, what, and if you don't if you don't make them, if you're making it hard on yourself, going to the basket, get to the free throw line. Right, and uh, and you do you mentioned how what do they do to get themselves? Uh, in that groove. Uh, again, credit to Memphis and how they played defense. A lot of people, yeah. you know, someone texts me and asks me, did Memphis just play that good defense? I don't think they played great defense, but where I do think they played good defense was right there at that 13 to 15 footer range that Bowden and Lamonte will use to get comfortable. And they just could not get comfortable because they were doing a great job of taking away that shot or making it a very difficult shot when Lamonte and Bowden got to that spot. And that's a credit to Memphis. I feel like there were times from three, Lamonte at the hole, other guys at the hole, we were just missing Easy put back or you know easy yeah. putbacks or easy layups or something easy off the backboard that just weren't falling. But I I do feel like Memphis was able to disrupt Bowden and Turner a lot by taking away that 15 footer that they're really comfortable with. Yeah, and a lot of people like, and I agree we we did not we didn't shoot well. That's obvious. And if we made a, if you make a couple of those, you win the game. I agree with that. Yeah, but at some point you have to know that you're in a slump. You. you what you're shooting is not going in. So you need to do something else to solidify yourself into the game. Right. And and go to the hole. Go to Achua had four fouls within the with like last two and a part. With well, like the last part of the second half. And he I, he went out yeah. because he had four fouls and, and came back in at toward the end. But we would we had a guy I think it was Lamonte on him. Like got switched off on him. And when he was going to take him to the hole, and then shot a three instead of going to the hole on him. He has four fouls. Go to the hole. He can't make him guard you. Right. If he guards you 60% of the time, he's probably going to foul you, especially if you're going to the hole. I will say, if, if I remember correctly, I think that stupid shot, that um uh pawn shot, that turnaround that, that girl scored on yeah. on Twitter today, mm-hmm. I do think he was driving at him if I remember correctly. Because I remember thinking, I mean, at least I think he was trying to draw a foul. I don't know why he does what he does. But I think he just ran at him originally trying to draw yeah. a foul. So, I guess, semi-credit to him? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm with you. You got to take advantage. I mean, that's, that's again, one of those things. Are we going to take what Memphis gives us? We obviously didn't when they had, you know, a better player with four fouls, and you didn't get him out of the game. Yeah. It's kind of unacceptable. I, I mean, not, not being aggressive got us beat. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it was our shooting, but not being aggressive when we when we knew we weren't shooting the ball well, got us beat. Yeah. Well, and with, with James Wiseman off the field, Memphis is not a great basketball team. I, I think there's some talent on that, but I, I think we have just as much or more talent as they do. Yeah, and as bad as the loss this is for us for a lot of reasons, credit Memphis, this is going to end up being a good win for them. When you can play that poorly, because they shot, pull up. Oh, they ended up shooting 38%. At one point, they were shooting like 20% from the field. Um, They did end up, I mean, when you look at their stats, they really didn't play a completely terrible game. It looked terrible originally. Oh, they shot 38% from three, 33% from the field, which isn't great, but it's not the end of the world. But again, I think this is one of those things, they went into a hostile environment. They clawed even when they weren't playing their best basketball. With a bunch of freshmen. Yeah, with a bunch of freshmen. This is going to end up being a big win for them and Penny Hardaway. Um, Another issue I have with Tennessee right now, um. So Memphis went down and hit a big corner three before the half. It's the one that gave him the opportunity to hit that layup. Mm-hmm. Tennessee shows the re- that replay on the Jumotron. And then towards the end of the game, showed a picture of Penny Hardaway walking up and down the sidelines and then zoomed in on his shoes. What the... Like, who operates that crap? And who's... Yeah, who cares? No one wants to see that. No one. No one wants to see that. No. And then they won't show us controversial replays that people who had... T- it blows my mind. People are like, "Why aren't people going to arenas and going to games?" It's expensive. The food's expensive, and you don't show anybody what they want to see. I'd rather sit at home because at least I can rewind it on my TV. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and not they'll hard. show every angle of everything. Yeah, it's not hard to figure out why people yeah. don't want to go to games now. One thing that bothered me is we forced seventeen turnovers and only turned the ball over nine times and Yeah. Didn't couldn't did not do anything and those non turnovers. Those non turnovers came quickly came pretty quickly, most of them in the first half there. Yeah. So in the spell of first ten minutes where he was like And Lamonte 10 had three of those and, and and you talked about Lamonte's shoulder. If his shoulder is that bad, it, he needs to do something. We like we need to rest him or do something about it because it's not like going one one eleven is that's not helping your team whatsoever. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, it, I mean, put Devonte Devonte Gaines had what he played five minutes, scored two points. Lamonte played forty minutes and scored five points. I mean, he didn't really help us yesterday, yeah. and I well, hate that. And and that's the thing is though, what you're saying. Not only is he not helping us with if his if his shoulder's a problem, not only is he not helping us right now, he's hurting us. Yeah. That's, I think, where you got to draw the line. It's not just, okay, Lamonte's not able to do some good things and help us right now because of his shoulder. No, it's past that. It's that he's hurting us with his shoulder. And I love Lamonte Turner. Yeah. He has done so many good things for us. I will never discredit that no matter what happens this year. But he is hurting us in games right now. It it was the same thing with JG. Last year, I kind of, you know, I was just like, I think JG is what we have to go with. This is in 2018. I think JG is what we have to go with. Whereas at the beginning of this year, I was like, I think he's hurting us
1: mm-hmm. with
0: his play. Yeah. And then it was like, you, you have to pull him if he's hurting you. Last year, I didn't feel like he was hurting us with his play. This you know this year, early on, I felt like he was hurting us. And that's why, I, same thing with Turner. I, I It's not that I think he's just not helping. I think he is hurting. I mean, look at the turnovers in the first few games. Yeah. His turnovers, there's only three from him this game. But, but only but, three assists. But only three assists. So yeah, I mean it's not like he's counteracting. You're right. If you have ten assists and three turnovers, that's something. Like we yeah. can work with that. Right. Being the point guard. But when you're one eleven from the field and three turnovers, only three assists, that it's not really helping. I mean, you could move pawns back to the three and have Josiah James as the point guard and and play Olivier. Yeah. I mean, I think we have options on our bench, and I think with Drew Pimber you know playing the way he did yesterday, I think there's there's options where you can, if Lamonte's not healthy right now, play somebody else. Drew Pember coming off the bench and trying to tomahawk dunk was the biggest ball move. Like that man just pulled his pants down in Thompson Boyne Arena and said, Look at these wavos. He was gonna baptize the whole city of Memphis. I mean, I was like, play. I when he started going to the rim, I was like swatted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's what I thought. I was like, that man is going to lose his life going into the hole. So like watching, the, I, you probably got a better view than I did. I did not the have TV, a good view. I thought he, I thought he dunked it. I was but, like, so they showed the replay and I was like, he, he, if he hadn't gotten fouled, he would have. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I thought he got bailed. My angle originally before I saw the replay, I thought, oh, he just got bailed out by that foul. Like he, if that dude had timed it better, he would have gotten, sweat. no, he had the leg up on him. Drew Pember would have dunked on him if not for getting fouled there. Yeah. And I mean cuz well, the way the net, I guess somebody grabbed the net. Yeah. It looked like he got it down. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, he just ended somebody's career." Yeah. No, that I mean, that would have been hilarious. It would have been awesome. Um and then uh, another guy who I thought played or a guy who I thought played well is uh Kumwa. I think he's coming along now. I I kind of appreciate you going the Grant Williams route or the opposite of Grant Williams and being willing to shoot a three early. I kind of appreciate it, but at the same time, don't ever do that again. (laughs) That corner three just jacked up in the first half. So Josiah James had three of our four three-pointers. Bowman had one. That's not good. Just saw didn't shoot many, which either, is crazy because going into more? the season, we're like, Yeah, we're guard heavy, we're gonna shoot a lot of threes, live or die by the three. I'm cool if we live or by the, die by the three, but four for 26, that yeah. is like you're dying by you, the three. Yeah, you died by the three. You have like buried yourself, you've died and buried yourself. Yeah, no, that's I agree. Um, I also do want to kind of blame Kumwa's three jacked up three on our fans because every like the previous three possessions. He had touched the ball wide open on the three, and everyone is like, you know, like you're shoot the dad it. in the stand, shoot it. <laughs> Have you seen Kumwa shoot the ball? We had a no. Guy, we had a guy in our gym class. You remember that? No. Yes, I remember him. <laughs> Every time he would get the ball, no matter what, somebody would be like, shoot it, shoot it, on the opposite team because everybody yeah. knew he was going to shoot it, and he would just chuck up. I mean, we were so testing much. it at one point. Like, he was, like, bringing the ball up the court, shoot it, without a thought. Just yeah, it up, no thought whatsoever. No, yeah, that's I, I do want to blame blame that on our fans a little bit. He touched the ball like two two or three previous times with people yelling, shoot it, and he did. He he let it fly. You got to respect that a little bit, I yep. guess. Um, now I, I think he's coming. I think he's going to come along. I think he's a guy that by the end of the season will have seen drastically improve. Mm-hmm. So I look I look forward to him seeing his continued. I, I would like if another thing we're talking about Lamonte. You know, he played forty minutes. Is that reasonable? I don't to never come out of the game. He came out though. That's the thing. Oh really? So I guess he just wasn't out for a full minute. I don't know. Yeah, he came out. But oh, I mean, but still, if he played yeah, no, thirty-eight I, minutes, I mean, is that? Yeah. No, I think I just don't think right now, like maybe an SEC play when you're like it actually matters. Right. But right now, when you're trying to get your get more confidence and, and get your team ready for SEC play, I yeah. feel like you would play more of. Devontae gains. Especially with Lamont. I mean, I think, I don't think it matters about conference play coming up. I mean, you're playing to win that game. I think it matters with Lamonte playing that bad. Why did he play exactly. 40 minutes? Yeah. I don't think it has to do. I mean, yeah, conference play and stuff like that's a positive, but I don't think it has to do with that. I think it has to do with, with strictly with he played bad. Someone else yeah. needs to be playing. Right. And if he's not healthy, <laughs> that's, that's even a, more. That's, yeah, that's not helping right? yourself. It's even more of a reason. Um, I mean, what what do you think about Penny taking kind of ownership of what he said? Dude, credit to him. I mean, Memphis fans are too stupid to ever realize that he was wrong. But he apparently is not. So credit to Penny Hardaway. I mean, he was right. Everything he said last year was, not everything, obviously, but the things he said about Rick Barnes and the Tennessee basketball program were uncalled for. And, I mean, credit to him apologizing. I feel like I agree with, him, and I agreed with him a month ago when this first started, the The Memphis-Tennessee rivalry should continue. And a lot of people say Tennessee has nothing to gain for, from it. Um, you know, why should we do it? I, I don't think that's true. I think you gain those that recruiting advantage. It's an extra game on your schedule that you're going to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you like it or not, people take notice when Dick Vitale is calling your games. And it's just, the way I don't like it, whatever. It's the way people, yeah. people take notice. So when you almost get guaranteed every year, that you're going to have an ESPN three o'clock game on Saturday. That's good for your brand, regardless, yeah. like, regardless who you're playing. But Memphis is going to get you, help you get there. Take the rivalry. I mean, so, I, I think it's a good game to put on your schedule every year. Um, as far as recruiting, I don't think it really gives us that much of an advantage just because we've never really recruited Memphis that yeah, level in it, basketball I mean, anyway. But you, you but may but any, be able to. Yeah, any little bit helps, I guess. But I, I think it's just good for the state. Well, just, it, I think I think it's good. I think that's one of the things that – it may not just be good – I don't mean just recruiting at Memphis. I mean recruiting, period, for the the, the exposure you get. Now you're playing a game in Nashville. Well, yeah. there's going to be some good prospects coming out of Nashville in the next few years, and that helps recruiting that area too. It helps building the state as a basketball state, I think. Now, I don't think if – what I said a month ago when Rick Barnes originally said he doesn't see it continuing, I, I won't hate it if it doesn't get continued, Whatever. Not gonna bother me. Yeah. Um. And and from a, if I'm if I'm Rick Barnes, if I don't have to coach against a guy that doesn't like me, I'm not gonna coach against him. Now, if he's in the SEC and I gotta play him every year, if I if I hate, uh, you know Calipari, I have to play him. It's just part of the business, right? So that that's different. But you don't have to play Penny. So why would you if you don't have to? And right. I, especially if it's drama field. If it's yeah. drama field, there's no reason to play that game. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, I I do like if if Penny is actually sorry and i think he is realizing that even, this isn't aau and he yeah. can't just say you know everything he says is under a microscope and and i don't even care if he's really sorry or not the mature thing to do is whether you really mean it or not yeah The mature thing to do is get in front of the camera say you were wrong say you were sorry i told someone else I said it's okay not to like people you don't have to like everybody, right but it's not okay to be a dick to people and mm-hmm. that's what penny was he was a dick if he doesn't like rick barnes who cares but you can't be a dick to him especially right. in public So I mean, especially with, like, a veteran coach. Like, you don't want to make – he's not at the point in his career where he can just make accusations and make enemies. And it does help Memphis. In this profession. It does help Memphis play Tennessee. I don't think as much as people like to think it helps, I think it helps Memphis for the same reason it helps Tennessee. They're on TV an extra day of the year. Yeah. If we had played, you know, Georgia Southern Community College yesterday, we would have been on ESPN plus SEC Network minus at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And no one would even know we had played. Yeah, you know, so it, it definitely helps. I mean, I I think a lot of people overplay these, you know, this exposure and this it, all that, but I do think it helps to an extent. I do, and it, and it helps Memphis just the same. Probably more, a little bit more, just because they're in a different bracket than Tennessee. And obviously, this win's going to help them a lot, especially if they're a bubble team. Yeah, it's going to help them a lot. Which I think if they're able to hold a good. You know they're gonna run through the yeah, what is it? The I think they're in the A Yeah, American Athletic Conference. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, and, and most years after I think if Penny Hardaway is at Memphis for longer than a few years, I think playing Memphis and you know the years you win especially helps your um, your resume going into tournament time. Too. Right. In uh, the last year, that's different. Memphis was just not a very good basketball team, but I you know if you if you beat this Memphis team, I mean they get wise Wiseman back in like five or six games. This team's going to be a tournament team. It would have helped your resume. And it definitely doesn't hurt it too bad to lose to him by four. I mean, it's not going to – Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt. I mean, obviously it depends on how Tennessee finishes. Hopefully it's in a position where it doesn't hurt us too much. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it just hurt from the standpoint of you should have – you have the talent to beat Memphis. And without James Wiseman, you should have beat them by 10-plus. Yeah. So, you didn't. Nope.
1: Got to move on. Game.
0: Guards guards have to put a game together. If it's not, you know, it seems like Josiah James was on a different level yesterday. I think, for one, he kind of played against all those top-tier recruits that Memphis had in, you know, some tournaments. So, he was probably used to some of those guys. right? Um, and that probably helped his confidence a little bit. Hopefully, it's able to build his confidence later on down the season. I, and, go ahead. I want to know if anything in that game changes. When Josiah Jordan James goes to dunk that ball, golly, on that oh, breakaway, yeah. yep, dude. When that happened, I told Sam I was like, "Oh my god, that was almost really awesome." And I was like, eh, "It kind of was awesome, period," because like we got to experience what we thought was a dunk. Mm-hmm. We cheered like it was like an incredible, you know, fast break play, and then we were quickly hurt. But so yeah. I guess we got to experience it. and It was awesome. But it would have been even more awesome later on in the game. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, I he he was playing his first five minutes. Def, one hundred percent the best basketball he's played here. Yeah, so I mean, the I mean, guard the full game the guards have to put it together somehow, or whether it's you know Le- Lamonte and Jordan Bowden have to step up. They have mm-hmm. to they have to give us something because yesterday that was, I would say it's probably the worst game that they've had since they've been on campus. Right, shooting wise, definitely. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the turnover to assist, assist ratio or whatever. Uh, Fulgerson, though, had one turnover yesterday, had two steals in three blocks. And then Josiah Jordan-James had two turnovers and three steals in one block yesterday. So, I mean, those dudes are doing their part on the end. And mix in uh, James had one assist and Fulgerson had three. So, I mean, those dudes are doing their part. They played good basketball yesterday. Yeah. They did. And Tennessee isn't going to win many games and you're only scoring 47 points and only have one guy in double figures. You will not win anything. In the SEC, if that's your stat, yep. And the SEC is not good this year. No, they're not. What happened? Because I was like, you know, the top like six teams, they're going to be like top twenty-five teams. It but makes now me nervous. I'm like, Ugh. it makes me nervous. It makes, me nervous. It makes me nervous because I don't know what we can do. do you what? want to hear this? for Are you done with Memphis? Yeah, I'm done. Do with you want Memphis. to hear this voice from Chad? It's about the. Do you see the tweet going around about Las Vegas coaches? Which coaches you want to see in Las Vegas? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll okay. Go play, then. Let's listen to Chad. I guess. oh I can't hear it can you can Let's set this up here Get my water golly we even ha- I think we even have uh Robo callers on our Google voicemail oh really <laughs> we've got a one eight hundred one eight eight number with a four string voicemail that's what they always are online. All right, well, here's a voicemail from Chad. I don't know if y'all saw the tweet going around um, about the Las Vegas coaches or whatever, or the coaches that you'd most want to be in Las Vegas with. So I guess these are Chad's thoughts.
1: What's up, boys? This is Chad from Mount Juliet. Um, so I wanted to talk about the SEC Coach Vegas trip rankings. I believe this is just ranking about how much fun someone would be or one of these coaches would be to go to Las Vegas with. And they got it right. Number one is Lane Kiffin. Uh, that, is not, that That's the all-time number one. But I, I have a hard time believing that Pruitt's number 14, and we have Dan Mullen at five and Ogeron at six. Watching Coach O and Coach Pruitt gamble would probably be one of the best reality shows on this planet. Just seeing Pruitt's dumb face look at the blackjack dealer as he miscounts cards and stuff would just be hysterical as he hits on, like, 20 or something. Um, but, yeah, let me know your thoughts on uh, your top three for the uh, on who you would want to go to Las Vegas with as an SEC coach. All right, I'll hang up and listen. See you,
0: boys. Top three. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I want to go with Lane Kiffin. He looks like a well-kept man now. You know? He's, he's inherited the dad body. Is he is he married? No, I don't think so. He looks he's like someone's boy. feeding him good. And that comes from a guy who's fed well. <laughs> it's probably that uh he seafood looks, down in Booker Town. Maybe. Return. He looks like he's got a good good homemaker there. Um, so I don't know if, I mean, I guess maybe that makes Lane Kiffin more fun in Vegas. Cause now when he goes, he's like, I'm out of the house. I'm a, he's single. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a house dog. That's now out on the farm. Like he's just gotten a lot of room to work. Oh yeah. Not just the yard. He's on the farm. He's on the family farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So top three, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Kiffin. I mean, you got to go with Kiffin. That's yeah. easy. Yep. Um, shoot. And this is. I'm trying to think of all the like coaches in my head. So you have soups at Kentucky, Pruitt right. Tennessee, at Tennessee, most Champ um South not, Carolina, Champ. <laughs> Someone said Dan Mullen looks like he'd pick up a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Someone in our thing. I don't I, I, could, I couldn't see the word or the the name. Whoever ever said that though? Credit to you. Um, I would not want to go with Dan Mullen. He looks like the guy that'd be like, he looks like the guy that'd be like, trying to get everybody amped up to like go out. He's like, like he, the whole night he's joking like, dude, we should go to a strip club. And then when everyone's like, all right, you know, we we're done gambling, let's go to the strip club. He's like, my wife would not like me to go to a strip club, guys. Like we should not do that. He looks like that kind of guy. <laughs> not the train. <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> Cannot That's comment hilarious. on that. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Kiffin. Um, I gotta. I gotta go. Uh, I think Drinkwitz would be one, no. and not I, I think he's weird, but I also think he'd win you a lot of money. Like he looks like he counts cards. He looks like the kind of guy that leaves the party. To so hang out with so a is, much it, much uglier. Girl. Are we trying to win money here? Or are we trying to have a good time? I don't think Drinkwitz could win you a lot of money. The man doesn't know the difference between the SEC and the Sun Belt. True, but. Mm-hmm. He can read. <laughs> no, he we can't. <laughs> well, so he he just read the same thing that he like maybe. he just read it maybe. I'm I I am going to go uh Kiffin. I'm trying to think I need you here's a here's the thing that I'm assuming you're going on a bachelor party if you're going with all okay. Maybe not a bachelor party but like a a, tri- a guys trip. Okay. And the key component in a guys trip is you have to have the glue. The glue is the the person that they're going to have a good time. But they're also gonna keep the group together in terms of no one's gonna die or get arrested or get thrown off a building or okay. So they need get like a like taken a, out by security like a Ed Helms, uh, Bradley Cooper. No, 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 no. They Are need they... a. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example, but yeah, that, that's the. So key. you gotta have an Allen, number one. Who's who's your Allen? Your Allen, I feel like it's probably Drinkowitz. I feel like the Allen, like the. Drinkowitz seems well, like the guy who's so the, like So it's a difference in having Alan in your actual wolf pack and, <laughs> and then watching Alan in the wolf pack. Drinkowitz seems like the there's guy who's like you guys are all like sitting around the hotel, you're like talking about the girls you're gonna get tonight or the money you're gonna win or how you know how drunk you're gonna get. And he's like, Hey guy, like everyone's getting rowdy and you know, yelling and but there's probably music playing. He's like the guy who pauses the music and he's like, I just really wanted to thank you all for inviting me. Like, this meant a lot. <laughs> and then he's like, "Cheers!" with his Bud Light line. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> probably go with. I think it'd be fun with Sam Pittman. Every time like he won, oh yes yeah. sir. Sam Pittman Pitt be fun. I, first off, I'm going with I'm going with Kiffin, and I'm going with Orgeron, 100. percent I need the glue guy, and I don't know. I'm gonna go with Bob Stoops, man. He held it together for Kentucky this year when every when shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Bob Stoops to Vegas. Okay, like. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kiffin. Um, O and Pittman. Uh, I think, I think, Coach, I think Coach O is the glue guy. Listen I don't know. I think y'all ended up in jail. They they brought him in to kind of keep <laughs> LSU together, and he set the whole world on fire. I think you might end up in Las Vegas jail. <laughs> Let's do it. And Coach O will be sitting on next to you, but yeah. he'll be there. And Pruitt's, Pruitt's the guy that we went with, but he's he's locked on top of the building. Pruitt is no Pruitt is getting in a fist fight before he leaves. I promise you that. Probably a couple of his fights. One hundred percent. That is the man who gets drunk and he's just like, I'll punch you right in the face. I don't Drinkwits know. is Ed Helms from The Hangover. He's okay, the so one I that didn't... gets like knocked out. <laughs> no, uh, Alan got knocked out by Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, so no, he, he pulled his tooth <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that's how out. he lost his tooth. He didn't get knocked yeah, out. out. Yeah. And then gets like a face tattoo. Muschamp doesn't get it. so Muschamp Champ doesn't get invited because he wants to fight everybody all the time. Yeah. No, and right. and so he doesn't get invited. But Pruitt, people forget how often Pruitt wants to fight. Right. Like they're like the first night you're there, you're like, shit, I forgot he just wants to fight everybody. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you can get by it. Pruitt's a fun guy. Pruitt definitely could not count cards. No, there's no way. I would say Drinkowitz is probably the only guy that could probably count cards. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. I'm, 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 I still don't have full faith in that. Yeah, when we actually go on this trip, we'll let you know how it yeah. goes. <laughs> I'm actually taking calling Cocho up tomorrow. Yeah. Um... We are going to talk some recruiting news, but before we do that, let me tell you guys about my friends at 865 Axe Throwing. It's a -a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends' night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, 865 Axe Throwing, where locals hang out. They're the first axe-throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere cannot be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, Mega Jenga, or hang out by the fire. They are family, friendly, farm fun. Guys, go check them out at 865-axe-throwing. I had some friends who went axe-throwing this weekend. They said it was the most fun they've had in a while. Hey. Yeah, so go check it out. It's it's fun. I said that like the guy from Thompson Bowling Arena. It's the most fun they've had in a while. <laughs> get up, get up, get up. It's <laughs> flex cam time. It's flex cam time. <laughs> It's exactly how he says "flush flesh cam. Flux cam sounds like it. Flux cam. Yeah, do you not remember him coming out and he was like Get up, get up, get up. It's Flux Cam Tom. Uh uh. It was that like the first game. <laughs> and I was like, kinda sounds like you're yelling flesh cam. Not even yelling, just saying flesh cam. Maybe be careful about that yeah, one. Let's, let's there like are kids in that. the building. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I have no personal problems with him, but let's get a new guy. Sterling Pearl would be great for that job. What's he doing? Do we not pay him enough? Shoot. I mean, he gets like he gets into everything for free, you'd think. I, like, I don't even, I, I, I'll don't I even admit to this. I don't understand the fascination with Sterla Pearl, but the crowd loves him.
1: Yeah, what he's, do they, a, say, he's a hype man. You need no, a hype man.
0: No one knows what it means, but it's it, provocative. Yeah, it's provocative. Like, no one exactly knows what Sterla Pearl's job is, but he will get you pumped up. Yeah. He's like Creed from The Office. You know, everybody (laughs) loves Creed, but like they have no clue what he actually does. Just the day in the life of Dog Food Company. (laughs) You got some recruiting news? Recruiting news, yes. We got some commits. We did have some decommits. Yeah, um, some big recruiting weekend for the Vols. They hosted some high priority prospects um, and some commits. Um, so the headliner this weekend was five star tight end Darnell Washington. Niedemeyer was in to see him on Friday and then flew back with his family for his official visit this weekend. Um, so, so they put Niedemeyer on the same plane as him? So Niedemeyer flew out there and, and then, then rode back with him. Yes. I love that. That's so he spent, he spent basically two day, or a whole day with Niedemeyer and then came and spent with all the, the coaches, including Niedemeyer. Yeah, this weekend. So, love it. Next year day. We got an extra day with Darnell Washington. So, we'll see kind of where it It looks like it's between Tennessee and Georgia. You know, Tennessee's going to have to knock it out of the park with him. And I think with him talking with Jim Chaney and how Jim Chaney can utilize a tight end, I think that's going to help. I just don't know. I mean, he hasn't really released anything. You know, he, he just went on visits and, you know, he's from – Out west, so it's hard to, you know, really keep an eye on exactly what the kid does. So it's going to be interesting. I I think Tennessee is going to give him a lot to think about come Wednesday when he actually, I think he's supposed to sign, but not release it until after he's going to announce it at the All American Army All American. Okay. Which is like January, what, like 6th? Yeah, like that, right after Christmas, that week after Christmas. So Um, is he an early enrollee? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Um, and then others were in town were uh, four-star defensive end Tyler Barron and then four-star safety Danico Slaughter. Danico Slaughter, on his visit, committed yesterday, um, the day after Mordecai McDaniel flipped to Florida. I like Slaughter. I I, I checked out, you know, some of his uh, tape. He, he looks – he's not as fast as Mordecai McDaniel, but he is – he plays a lot faster than he's listed. Um, Plays kind of a similar style to Rashawn Golden, kind of that star position where he would come off the edge and, you know, just wreak havoc everywhere. Um, So I like that. I think he would fit in well with this offense and kind of what Tennessee wants to do, especially with them, you know, blitzing Sean Schamberger so much this year. I think that could really be where he fits in. And and maybe not next year. I think Tennessee has a lot in that secondary because you're only really losing – Nigel Warrior, but you have guys back there um, that can maybe take over for him. But I feel like he could contribute early on special teams, and you know maybe find his role later on down the road. But um, I, I like the pickup. He's from Roswell, Georgia, was an Arizona State commit. I feel like he just wasn't a high like profile guy, mm-hmm. um, so kind of flew under the radar. But Tennessee likes him, so um, it, it looks like he will he will sign. Early as well. I think most of our commits are going to sign early. Um, now, are all of them going to be early enrollees? I don't, don't think nah, so. Nah, I mean, no, you're probably, never going to get all of them, right? The perfect world, you might. I, I think there's only three that are three or four that's actually listed as early enrollees right now. Gotcha. Um, Harrison Bailey is one of those. So that's that's the big one that you want to keep an eye on. But he's going to be there. Some commits were on campus. Keyshawn Lawrence, Jimmy Calloway Javante Spraggins, T. Hodge, and Jabari Small was on their official visits also. Um, I think all besides Callaway are for sure signing with Tennessee on Wednesday. Callaway told Volk West that he is he might sign, um, but it's between Tennessee and Kentucky if he does. Florida has offered him late, Auburn's offered him late, um, and they're trying to get him to wait to sign um, until he makes a visit down there. But if he does make it official on Wednesday, I think I think Tennessee would have done enough to get that one. Um, and then the Whitehaven trio was back in town for an unofficial visit. Cooper Mays um, was in town. Um, but it was just big to have that kind of Memphis reunion. I don't know if I'm, I don't think Amari Thomas made it in. But yeah, Jabari Small was there. You know, Eric Gray was hanging out with them. Yeah, had David Johnson, you know, just, just a Memphis reunion here for that Memphis game. I thought that was big to get those guys on campus and um, you've had Martavius French, Tamarian McDonald, um, Amari Thomas all kind of shut down their recruitment. And, you know, they're all in on Tennessee. So that's that's huge. You guys, to, you don't really have to worry about when that national signing day gets here. Right. Um, it's always good to be comfortable going into that, especially right. when you can sign the core guys that you know you can kind of build a class around, essentially. Yep. We got a lot of buzz around the Tate Rattlers thing. He you know, he was on George Campus this weekend and shut it down that It's tough he was, to, Yeah, tough to beat that. I mean yep. we all kind of knew too it would be it wasn't gonna be an easy thing to try to go out and get him. Right. I hope we gave him our best pitch. Yeah, yeah I uh, mean you, you had to get him on campus. Was it Pruitt and Friend that were who was who ended up going at home with him? I think, was yeah, it, I think it was Pruitt and Friend. So I mean you gave him a good pitch, but It might have been no, it was Niedermeyer. It wasn't yeah, Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Okay. Yeah, Niedermeyer and Friend, I think. So, yeah, I mean, you had to – you probably gave him a pitch. You had to get him on campus. You know, it's kind of – it's it's late. Yeah, because he was signing the 15th Wednesday. or yeah, whatever day. Not the 15th. We're the 15th. 18th. The 18th. Regardless, like mm-hmm. that was his – what he was doing. So, getting him – I feel like if we had got – I think you said this on the last show. If it was a February, you liked that better. Yeah. Just because you have a chance to get it on campus. Whereas, yeah. I was thinking the opposite in terms of – Maybe we can get him to kinda of overreact and jump shit, but um with them getting in my loop in really quickly, I think that helped Georgia a lot. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, that that was definitely a hard sell there. Um some guys that I think Tennessee is, is big on right now. You know, Tyler Barron, he's been super quiet. I think Tennessee makes the most sense to him. Um and I think, you know, he, he he's always been like pictured going to Tennessee. But I feel like he just wants, you know, his recruitment to be open. He did not want to show like bias or anything because his dad is, he's at UT. His dad right. is so. Right. I think he he wants his his moment, and he'll get that on Wednesday. But I think it'll. I would be shocked if it's not Tennessee. Morvin Joseph. He was on an official visit to, um, Florida State today. He recently decommitted from there. It, he tweeted out his top two. And it was between Tennessee and, um. Florida, but I don't know. I don't know if, you know, maybe the Mike Norvell, maybe that helps Florida State get back into the mix there. It's hard to get guys out of Florida. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get – I mean, and even Georgia as well, getting guys out of Georgia, especially when, you know, Georgia's been good, Yeah, you know, with Kirby Smart lately. Um, but, yeah, Florida's definitely – it's going to get tougher too. I think Mike Norvell's um, – I mean, that was one of our Jumbo – that was our Jumbo Tron on Wednesday – I think Mark Norvell is gonna be good for Florida State, which makes it much more difficult. Good news is you got, you may be able. To, you know, I think a lot of those Kiffin being at FAU made getting some of those like uh, on the edge guys more yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, him out of FAU, at least you can get some of the guys that are maybe not good enough or good enough for FSU, or yeah. you know that maybe they make the bottom of the sign list and. Good enough for Florida, or whatever you know, whatever it may be, or under overlooked by them, those schools that maybe you can get them Whereas, you know, Kiffin helped pick them pick them up from pick up at FAU. Yep. So, so I mean, Tennessee was kind of trending there, but we'll see if they're able to hold off Florida. Stay in Florida for that one. He's from Lakeland, Florida, so that's is that Orlando area? Yeah, I think so. So I mean, that's that's going to be hard to get with those two schools really recruiting him hard to get yeah. him all the way to Tennessee. It's going to be difficult, but. Tennessee likes where they're at with that one. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's the numbers game is is nuts. You know, you have Lindeth Whitehead who wants to play running back. We already have two running backs. You need you want to add another linebacker, but you know he wants to play running back. And Tennessee's gonna I think gonna give him the option to do that. But Pruitt, you know, is he'll switch a guy anywhere, right, to get the most out of his ability. So. You know, maybe he's. Yeah, we'll we'll let you come play running back, but really the plan is for him to play linebacker. We'll see. So I don't know. We'll, if y'all want to drop some questions in here, I'd be happy to answer on some. We have some already that I'll kind of get to. But let me give you this one before I lose it. Who all do you think we land to round out the class? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's. I feel like that's a very broad, broad-stroke question. Yeah. Um, Why don't you just give us like two, two guys, two or three guys you think are going to be key guys that we get signing, you know, early, early signing there. Maybe someone you think, throw in an extra, maybe someone you think that come February will sign with us. Um, I, I think Tyler Barron. Um, and I, I like more he's, than Joseph. I, I think he just fits kind of what we do is, in terms of like having an edge rusher. We just need one of those. It is a hard sell out of Florida, but I like, I, I like where he's kind of trending toward Tennessee. Um. Is Tyler Barron, Is he early signing, or is he? Yes. Okay. Yep. He will sign on Wednesday the eighteenth. Is he enrolling early, or is he going to be? I am. I don't know about that. Yeah. I can actually. I can probably actually look that up. Any what? Are, what other questions? Can it you it do doesn't have. That? He's enrolling early. Okay. Gotcha. What other questions um, you get, or do you have anybody else you want to mention in that that you think we land? I don't know. I... There's a lot. It's just going to be difficult, and you know we don't know everything of what goes on and who's, you know, you might have some silent commits out there, but you don't really know
1: yeah. right
0: until national signing day. But you're going to have a probably a, I would say after this weekend wraps up and you and everything kind of settles, you'll kind of get a feel of who's kind of trending toward Tennessee and who isn't. Um, so, questions, questions, questions. So, at GBO 2021, what is the stance or chance we land Washington, Joseph, or Barron? I think Barron's good. I, th- I like Barron and Joseph. I-, I think they're definitely trending toward Tennessee. I would be shocked if we didn't get Tyler Barron. Um, Washington, you know, he's been so kind of quiet with everything. And, like I said, out on the West Coast, it's, it's just, you know, he's taking his visits and not really saying anything about him. Just taking his visits, you know, posting a picture that he went there. Right. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of in his party is kind of staying quiet about everything. But, um, I mean, I, I like that we got that last visit. I, I think that's huge for Tennessee. Because if Georgia got the last visit, I would say it's probably not looking good. But Yeah, it seems to be that last visit definitely helps – and we got straight. we got Niedermayer, man. Niedermayer <laughs> on it. Where'd you find that video? That GIF of the white moose. Uh, I had to, I had to scroll a little bit on that one. Looks like the perfect pelt, kind of. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: We're not gonna kill that one though. We're gonna let it go. Yeah. Um, let it run wild. At Vol Talk 1998. Any news on Urosh? Also, what about the guy from Australia? Will he be playing next semester? Apparently, he's waiting his sco- waiting for his scores. He is, so he's taking his SAT. He's SAT. taking it, and he's waiting for the results. So, Uros today tweeted, I can't wait to play in front of you all in a picture of Thompson. I was like, I think I was the only one who freaked out. Everyone was like, we can't wait either. I was like, does this mean news? <laughs> who? <laughs> White ass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on there? Do we, Wisconsin? Are you going to be here for Wisconsin? <clears throat> but no, I No news. Um, and in this in this situation, no news is bad news. Yeah. Um, it do, I mean, it doesn't look like Tennessee's pursuing it any farther, which is very disappointing to hear. Or, to, and they may be. I mean, they may be doing it silently. But, um, from from what what I've gathered, watching the NCAA, if you want them to flip their decision, do it very very publicly. Yeah. So, whatever. And then at Mays for Harold says, "Where is Desmond Tisdall and?" Lineth Whitehead. Um, I mentioned Whitehead wants to play Tennessee, wants to play running back. Um, Tennessee's given him that option, whereas I think South Carolina and other schools want him as a linebacker. So that was huge for Tennessee to, like, uh, get in that recruitment. But where do you have two running back commits? So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And numbers-wise, I, I don't I don't know who's a take and who's not. Um, right. I don't – You know, people can say they know, but they don't. You know, only Tennessee staff knows exactly who's a take and who's not. Um, Desmond Tisdale, it looks like he's going to be a take at Auburn. Um, And that's where he wants to go. He's always wanted to go to Auburn, but. Ooh, did that hit the ground? I think it hit his cleat. They said no touchdown, I guess. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that's a touchdown. Yeah, that crossed the was, yeah, it did. Yep. Oh, well, if he hits him high. The Falcons be. beat the 49ers? Oh, my Lord. NFL's crazy. Matt Ryan's got <laughs> some chompers on him, man. <laughs> this is some big teeth. <laughs> Sorry, we're watching Sunday recap now. This um, is great. I am know if you guys are enjoying this. Yeah, but it looks like Desmond Tizzle is headed to Auburn. I think that's all the questions I have. Does anybody else have any more? Oh, oh, I, I have one more. Oh, oh, oh. Where do you think the final class ends up ranking-wise and who are some surprise gets you're thinking? <laughs> um, that's from Tanner Gage Renfro. Um, I would say probably around my guess, especially if you're able to add you know, guys like Tyler Barron and Darnell Washington, I think we end up similar to where we were last year around 13 to 15. Um, yeah, that's that's what it's looking like. I think fifteen is probably your sweet spot. Are we, seven, are we up to seventeen, eighteen now? I think we since Mordecai McDaniel decommitted. I think we're down to So forty. Yeah. So you, we did talk about this. Yeah. So to the commitment of um, Danico Slaughter. Yeah. Did Slaughter not help us? It did, but I don't think it was enough to because South so Carolina what, got Zequandre White. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, gotcha. So. Oh, Urban Meyer, watching the Redskins, huh? And Some surprise gets your thinking. I don't know. I think D. Beckwith and Jay Hardy not signing early, I think that helps Tennessee. Um, Tennessee has given D. Beckwith, and, and other schools have too, given the option for him to play basketball and football. What schools have given him that, by the way? I think Ole Miss has. Interesting. Maybe I think Florida has as well. Interesting. So, and then Jay Hardy's an Auburn commit, and I think Tennessee's, you know, going to keep swinging there. And, and Auburn wants him to sign early. Um, but with Tennessee being so close, I, I don't think they're going to back off whatsoever and just having that extra couple months to um, – extra, I guess, month and a half. You see Tom Brady there? Moving in the pocket like a pro. <laughs> 43 years old. 43. Had to throw it to a wide open guy. I know that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Back of the end zone. That great that arm strength yeah. two yard gain. Um sorry I interrupted that. Is, that. is that all you have there? Yeah, that's all well, I actually have one more. So Harrison Bailey led Marietta to a seven seven A state title last night against Lowndes. Um and I didn't realize this, but Lowndes was I think the final Max Preps came out today with their top twenty five ranking, and Marietta's ten and Lounds is eleven. Hmm. Um, so I think they're around seven before last night. Gotcha. son's was so. Do you, uh, you may not know this, so I've always noticed that Georgia has like seven A and like. Do you know what the highest A is? That's that's the highest. The, high, the highest yeah, is seven A. Yeah. Do does it go down to one A or is it just? Yeah, I think there is one A. So is it one A or is there? A, is that all public school divisions or is that private? I, I like think 1A? they do. I don't know if they have private schools because, like in Tennessee, there's non divisions or whatever, but it's division two. Yeah. I don't. 1A, I don't know exactly. 7, 2, 3A. I know seven A is their highest. and I think they go because they they split it up similar to how. But I, I don't remember seeing any private schools. But I mean, like well, one and two A like, could be private schools, like small private. Large right. Private. Yeah. And then, I, I don't. I don't remember seeing like a private school because right. it was all in the same network. I don't remember seeing like a private school score. Gotcha. Um. But he, they won 17-9. It was their first state title since 1967. Bailey was 22 for 31, 276 yards. Um, he threw for 4,271 yards, 44 touchdowns, and just nine interceptions this season and was 69.5% completion rate. Completion. Do you know where he finished finish. in career yards? Um, I do not know. Because he was right there. with. Like- it was like – Close to 12000 He was right there with, like, uh, like Deshaun Watson and yeah. t- uh, Trevor Lawrence and all that. I was just curious if yeah. you knew that. If you had I that pulled not, up. I did not have that. Um, is, that's pretty crazy that's their first. That was one of the more, like, staggering things about a school like that, to be their first state championship in that long. Mm-hmm. And all the talent they have on the current roster. I don't know what their roster is year in, year out. But, yeah. The, if that's not usual, that is wild to have three, four, and five stars. Yeah. And... On the same team, same age, that's wild. But I mean, like every like, B.J. Ojolari, Eric Gilbert, Harrison Bailey, Ricky White, Rashad Torrance. You know, they have a ton of D one talent on that mm-hmm. field at one time. <coughs> and that's what I was thinking. I was like, surely they'll just blow out everybody. But you know, Lowndes was some good number, number seven in the in the country. Some good football so, teams. Yeah. Um. We're going to talk about, you said College football Recap, Army, Navy. How's yeah. <laughs> well, before you we do that, I'm going to tell them about our friends over at MyBookie. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game, thanks to our friend, the video camera. Baboon. boom Every weekend, our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with My bookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. That's right, not just in the country, on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Huge. Best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. Give. Double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. To double your cash today, visit MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out, guys. Check them out. I'm trying to look up for you guys the... Most passing yards in Georgia high school football history. Someone's already probably tweeted out. I'm gonna, I'm probably, do, I'm gonna do the postseason awards real yeah, quick. Yeah, do right that while I look that. this up. Um, that'd be that'd be great. While so I try to Henry Tooto, Wandy Morris, Darnell Wright were all named SEC off to the All SEC All Freshman Team. I thought that's huge. That that's a huge recruiting pitch um, to your guys. You're like, hey, you can come in and you can be effective. Yeah, tomorrow you can come huh? in and, and get production. You know, get playing time, and you can also compete with the top players in the SEC and and be awarded for that, right? And you know, those three were a highest highest rated recruits last year. But hey, that's that that's big. That, that's a big tool that you're able to sell to guys. Yeah, we're heading the right direction, but we also want to play the best guy. Right. We're not just going to play a guy just because he's a senior. You know, if you're a senior and you get beat out by a freshman, so be it. You know, you have a chance to come in here to compete. Right. Right. You got it pulled up? Well, do you have – have you finished all your um, – So, Callaway and Daniel Petuli will play in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Um, so, that, that's good for – I think all of our seniors, Dominic Wood Anderson, I think he's playing in it also – um, Juwan Jennings is playing in the, the Reese's Senior Bowl. Darrell Taylor is also. So kind of all those seniors are getting some kind of like extra showcase to, you know, see if they, you know, maybe impress some NFL scouts and coaches and, and see if they can get their name called on draft day. Right. I think that's huge for, for all those guys. Oh, 100%. Um Anything else for career? Postseason awards? No, that's... Career, well, thinking, I mean, Joe... I was typing career. Joe and, Burrow won the won the Heisman. I thought that was no surprise. Whatsoever. No surprise at all. No. Deserved Some, it, too. Somebody... Who did somebody vote for? Somebody voted for Tua. I think. Someone's stupid. Like, first place vote. Yeah. Someone's stupid. That's why. Just dumb. There's yeah. way too many, like, people that... You know, just try to do like, vote for the best player in college football. Yeah, it's not that it's not that hard. The most outstanding is the yeah is the exact definition of the award. And Joe, and that's, Burrow, that's Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow. the most outstanding football player the yeah. show. Um, so I guess I thought he had more yards. He finished with 11th in career yards. Uh, number one, two, and three was Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, and Jake Fromm. He had 8,633 yards in his career. Does that sound right to you? I was trying to do a quick Google because I was like, maybe it's not updated. I don't know. I don't think that is updated because I think he's supposed to be fourth. Okay, so that that would be that would put him at just over ten thousand yards in minimum. Let me see if I can find that. He can... he is he is seventh in passing yards per season. What did you say you finished with on the here on the season? Four thousand exactly. 4,271 yards. Yeah, so he's actually sixth in yards per season. Hmm. Yeah, they have him right at 4,000 exactly. So, if it's not uh, – Max Prep said his career yardage was 8,000. I guess that I guess that's true. So, I mean, did he just play as – I don't know much about him. I guess he just played varsity he's a, he's as – He's been so a three-year much. starter. Okay, so just didn't have as many – so last year he had twenty eight hundred. Gotcha. Well, went off your senior year. <laughs> you went off. Um, I found I scroll I'm scrolling past it. Is it most yards per game? Hold on. Yeah. So uh, Jake Fromm is I think I saw maybe what yards per game. His brother had him beat in some category. <clears throat> oh really? Yeah. Dylan Fromm. Yeah, he had more yards per season than his brother. He had four thousand three hundred and seventy four at in two thousand eighteen. I think he's at um no not him his their middle brother is at uh Mercer. Oh, okay. I don't I, I assume currently but I don't know. Oh shoot. So Dylan Fromm transferred to Warner Robbins I guess. That's what, no that that's where they all played. Jake Fromm played at Houston County. I don't think his senior year. Yeah, he played at Houston County on, on uh, uh, whatchamacallit, QB1. I thought he played for Warner Robins. Mm-mm, he played, played at Houston County, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I, th- I was pretty sure it was Houston County. He played in 16 and, 15 and 16 at Houston County. Oh, he's from Warner Robins, right? I guess, maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know all that. I don't know all the areas down there, so I'm really not familiar um. Anything else for college football? I was like, "Is he want to talk about that?" Yeah, he, he did play at Houston County. It is in Warner Robins. Okay. Or Warner Robins is probably in Houston County, and yes. I guess they transferred to Warner Robins. I don't know. Um. That's where Calloway did, went. Who? Calloway went yeah. to yeah. Warner Robins. So, uh, yeah, when you were like college football, I was like, I mean, if he wants to talk about the Army and Navy game, by all means, but I, I didn't watch it, so it was the. Uh, <laughs> Was it the eighth year in a row that the the under hit? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to always take the under in that game. So, yeah, I, I buy it. I, think I it's, buy it for sure. It was supposed to be like 40 something. Interesting. Yeah, eighth, eighth time in a row it's hit. Um, Malcolm Perry, the quarterback for Navy, had 304 yards, two touchdowns on 29 carries. He's from Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm hmm. I think Tennessee kind of recruited him when he was coming out. Not strong, but yeah, maybe as like a preferred walk on or something. I, I think they had had. I, I think they had, had extended. What's his first name again? Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, let me look. I, I thought they had extended an offer to him. Hmm. I could be wrong with that. Um, I'm gonna look it up though. And uh, I guess we can go ahead and. Move on to our segments. Oh, yeah. we got to to do something before that, though. I do, I do, I do. I need to read off our other friends at Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you're always ready to go? You wanted to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first tube with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night on a full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, pun intended. If you can benefit from the extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. of A, baby, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free. Go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code armchair. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color. Chew.com. Promo code armchair. Try it for free. They're better, cheaper, the faster choice. Guys, go check them out. Try it for free with the promo code armchair. Chair, do it, do it now, do it. Hmm. Yeah, big. It's just it's just fun to watch this game just because it's like it's so the Army Navy game. Yeah, it's so such you did like watch a, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's such like a big. It's a rivalry, but it's not like play dirty. It's just. Like, well-played football. I've only watched it if, like, it was <coughs> <coughs> <got> it. there. <laughs> yeah. I've never gone out of my way to watch it. But, I mean, Navy's always usually ranked. I think they're 23rd right now. They went 10-2 and two on the season. So, you know, they're expected to win. Right. But I, I just like how they, like, separate this game from the, from the rest of them. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it definitely deserves its own day because it's, I mean, it's a storied storied tradition that, I mean, it definitely deserves that. The Um, uniforms, you know, they always have new uniforms just for this game. I think it's cool. Yeah, I want to see them go back to, like, they were shown highlights of a few games and, you know, Navy had, you know, this red and blue top jersey and, you know, Army had a red and blue top jersey. I want to see us go back to the traditional red and blue, or not traditional, I guess, but we need to mix in some red and blues in there, red, white, and blues. Yeah. All we've had is some. You know, I mean, it's all, and it's always something specific to, you know, the branch of the navy or the army, whatever jersey we're talking about. But uh, I definitely like to see some, uh, some other stuff mixed in. Murky. There's no information on him being recruited. <laughs> yeah, he's not on. I don't think he's on like two, four, seven, and stuff like that. Why? Not so sure. Strange. He's the guy that his freshman year he wasn't even dressed. I think I was telling you this story. It might not have been you. And they had to pull him out of the stands and get him dressed because there he's like the fourth string quarterback, and the second and third string got hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. so Chance third Warren year. threw the only pass for Navy. He was one for one for one yard. It's a one yard average, one touchdown, ninety nine QBR. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here I was actually I actually just found his. Um, the story is so cheering on his teammates he was pulled out of the stands and dressed by the start of the second half entered the game with 38 seconds left in the third quarter played the entire fourth carried the ball seven times for 30 yards and featured a long run of 16 led a 90 yard drive that ended with a 23 yard field goal by Bennett Mohring so yeah came out of the stands and did pretty good dang yeah yep most important of the week most important yeah he was a two time all state Tennessee two-time all-state player. Dang. So So uh JJ Culver dropped 100 points for uh Waylon Baptist. He was 34 for 62, 12 for 33 from 3. Um, he's Who's also JJ Culver. Okay. Um, he's the younger brother of Jarrett Culver. He played at Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. Was a 6 overall pick. Um scored 100 points in a that yeah, That's insane insane. And credit to him, it wasn't like a lazy 100 points. Because I know a lot of times guys who score high like that, like the ball kid, like just sat on the end of his court. His was not, at least the few clips I saw, was not a lazy 100 points. Yep. So, eh, maybe it was. I don't know. I didn't watch the full game. So, My first one, Dave Portnoy. Credit to him. I mean, I'm not one to judge, but if you were going to have a intimate video like that of leaked to you, I feel like you did pretty good for yeah. getting leaked. A lot of people are speculating that he was the cause of the leak. I mean, what do you think? Probably. Was. Everyone was saying like, "This is too good to be a leaked video." Yeah, I love how he was like the did like the Craig Biggio stance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. very strange. <laughs> I'm not proud to say I did watch the full to 20 second clip or whatever, like uh, whatever was on there. <laughs> um, my next one is Luke Combs. Okay, bringing out. Um, had a great show by the way. Um, sounds just as just the same as he does on Spotify and everything like that. In in person, um, he brought out Okra, Old Crow Medicine Show uh, to play Wagon Wheel. I thought that was really cool um definitely definitely interesting but very cool like they're not like the same style, but it's still really cool. right did they play so you said that they were playing across the street was it the same night like did they like pop over before their show or like i'm not sure or after their show or- i'm not sure gotcha i did have a guy that was before luke home he was he was drinking like double uh whiskey cokes Dude, next to you or yeah, yeah okay. next to me and uh or next to raven i guess but He sits down and he's drinking a lot. He watches like the first two, Jameson Rogers and Morgan Wallen. Before Luke Combs comes out, this man is snoozed. (laughs) Doesn't even get to watch. And about three songs left. Some people get up and they're leaving. I don't know why you'd leave. Yeah, I never (laughs) understood that. But but anyway, um, that's how I am with sports too. I never really want to leave early. Right. But – he turns behind him and just throws up everywhere. Just keeps like... But just, thankfully the people next to him had left, right? Or the people behind y'all? Or did he throw up on somebody? No, the people behind us were gone. Okay. That's, um, that's, that's, but the people piece. like catty cornered to him? Yeah. Like they're like... they. So we're sitting next to him. We move over. And then we start to smell it. So, so, this so we moved down. This guy's a fail. Yeah. Big fail. <laughs> Can't handle your liquor. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> and the guy was like, like, there's a 19 year old drinking there, and they're just like drinking like they're buddies they would never met before, but they're like acting like they're like best friends. And so they're like buying each other drinks, and the the 19 year old stand up and yell something stupid, and then the 31 year old behind him he'd get up and yell with him, like he just he was living his best life. <laughs> he was trying to hang out, he was trying to uh, trying to bro it out with some yeah, dudes to, to keep up with the 19 year old and just couldn't couldn't handle it. Happens to the best. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have another most important. I mean, I feel like Brian Maurer came out of his scandal looking pretty good too. What do you think? <laughs> I feel like that man just looks like a guy who can stay away from crazy. Yeah, you can't fix crazy. Just stay away. The yep. only answer is to stay away from it. Yeah, that's it. I like the. Um, Brony won the the game MVP um, with Sierra Cannon's win over uh, St. Vincent St. Mary. Yeah, and thankfully the refs kept LeBron off the court. He would have been back on <laughs> They probably would have actually teed him up because it's an AAU ball. Also, I need to comment on this. I get that you're famous, you can wear whatever you want, and you're rich. But, like, what the f- are you wearing on your head? Was he wearing a, Yama, a freaking – did you see it? Yeah. He, was... he looked like he was going to rob Kevin McAllister's house. <laughs> and then also, why did ESPN tweet out, like, a grainy photo, like they didn't have 17 photo- photographers? There. Are you talking about this one? Yeah. No, <laughs> is that the photo? No, they they sent a photo out. Oh, really? That was like, looked like it was taken off like a flip phone. Like on their official account. I don't know if it's been deleted. It was a picture, not a video. It was the strangest thing. I was like, guys, y'all trying to act like you didn't have a bunch. I mean, that's a big basketball game. You right. act like you didn't have targets there and then act like you didn't have 17 of them falling around LeBron. Oh, Come yeah. on now. Come on. Also, so Bronny's just a freshman. That's ridiculous. Yeah, someone was like, because like, I think it was ESPN tweeted out he had a career high of 15 points, and everyone's like, just 15? I was like, I mean, I think it's like his third game of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of like, you know, his high school career. Right. He'll be all right. Let's I can find this picture of it. Yeah, no, it was a very grainy picture. I think that's all I got for most important. That's all I got for most important. Fail the week. Miami's leading rusher this season is Ron Fitzpatrick. That's awesome. That's <laughs> incredible. Like, that is one of the most incredible stats I've ever heard. What are we now? 16 games in? Or 15 games in? Yeah. That's incredible. Ron Fitzpatrick. Fear the beard. So be- did LeBron just throw this tournament on?
1: Like I don't how know. Did, how I, did this I happen? I don't know how that How did a
0: California versus Ohio basketball tournament happen? I'm just watching the highlights of it. Right yeah, here. I have no clue. I, I know. I don't know if it's similar to football where they like play these like hope high profile games. Right. No, I'm sure it is. But like this tournament specifically. Is it a tournament? I didn't. I don't know. Is it just like a Christmas uh, tournament? It may not be a tournament. I mean, it may not be. The whole thing may not be California versus Ohio. But like it says ESPN High School Basketball colon California versus Ohio. So they probably just put that on just for that, right? But that's like really weird to me. It's all it was in California, wasn't it? It was in L.A., wasn't it? Or no, was it? it was in it was in it was, uh, it was in Ohio. Yeah, I was about to say it has the state of Ohio on the midcourt. Yeah. For sure, but I thought someone said that it was in L.A. Okay, that's weird. It's very weird. Um. So my next fail is. Whoever betted the under on the um, Washington Philly game, did you see that? Uh, no. What was the under? Six and a half. They, the un, Wait. The spread was. Or yeah, sorry. Okay, the, the spread, spread was, was six and a half. Okay. And on the last play, Philly gets a. Mm fumble and returns it for a touchdown yeah that'll make you sick those yeah. things make you sick they were they're about three and then the linebacker picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown and put them up nine <laughs> just kneel the ball come on <laughs> just kneel the ball so my next fail i'll let you read off the whole thing because you think it's a fail for dak i think it's a fail for the nfl i don't i just don't understand what the point of the rule is that's my problem You want to read that off or you want me to? Oh, the. um, So, because I know it was your. You said it was your fail, too. Where is it at? I I can't. Well, I'll just read off Adam Schefter's tweet. Uh, He said, after winning the toss, Cowboys QB, Dak Prescott told officials that they wanted to kick and did not say we'll defer. Thus, the Cowboys kicked off to begin the game and will kick off to start the second half. I feel like that's just really dumb. So, like, basketball has possession arrow to Mm. determine who gets the ball. Yeah soccer if you kick it off in the first half the other team kicks off in the second half i mean hockey's a puck drop i feel like every other sport has a very very easy way to decide who does what yours is a buzzword <laughs> i just don't understand the rule like who would want to kick twice like i could understand the rule if like there was a strategic advantage to doing kicking it. off right but the only time it's just, strategic advantage to kick off in the first half. And t- that way you receive it in the second half. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand the purpose of that rule. Yeah. That's, it's dumb, but there needs to be some sort of like, all right, you say defer. I feel like it should just be whoever kicks in the first. receives Yeah. In the yeah second. That, that's how it should be. Just so like, like if, do, you, do you want the ball or not? The first, so half? I feel like if Dak said, we'll kick, that means he wants to receive in the second half. Yeah. I feel like is all that should mean. Yeah. And I want it. Yeah. I mean, I said it to you before the show started. Is that the rule in high school football? Because there's no way every single high school football captain says that correctly. No. There's no way. Definitely not. I mean, but then you said the NFL, the, they let them, I guess the Rams were like, okay, we'll just kick it to you. Yeah. So, I mean, is that what happened or did the refs just, well, apparently they just like, I don't know if they reviewed it or what, but they told them after halftime. So they go in thinking like, we get, we're the, ball to get the ball back. Yeah. yeah. So you strategize for that. Yeah. But then they're, they're telling then, you it's the Rams' choice. But then they come out and they're like, "Oh, y'all are kicking off." It's actually still the Rams that get to decide, because technically the Rams, the Rams had the option, so the Rams could have been like, "No, we'll kick it." I guess is what had to have happened. I don't know unless they went back and was like, "No, Dad said, didn't." Yeah, I don't know because there was some speculation. I didn't because they asked. It. They're like, "Is that reviewable?" And they're like, "No, it's not a reviewable play." What is a reviewable play? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'll never understand. understand. I've been playing a lot of Madden lately, and nothing on Madden is reviewable. Oh, I'm yeah. also on a ten game win streak. By the way, I went on like a ten game loss streak, so I'm pretty much just back to pretty much just back to where I started. But yep, I have one more. Oh, you have one more. Okay. Um, Chase Young okay. says he's not thinking about NFL Draft, and the plan is to return for his senior season. The man's getting paid more than <laughs> more than what did he say? He got like a fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's loan? gotta be it. That man's got like a one point five million dollars. Right. Give because you're going to be a top five pick. He's going the opposite of uh, what's his name, Bosa? No, yeah, Bosa sat out. Yeah, he's going the opposite of Bosa. Yeah, he's like I'm not even sitting out a season. Yeah, I'm actually going to take on an extra season. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to win the Hosman next year. You're not going to, but have yeah. fun. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, he may. Who knows? It's Ohio State. They may just give it to him, just yeah. like they did with Michigan. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, guys, that's all I've got. We will see you on, no, yeah, it's not a special week. Probably Wednesday, unless something changes. Next week, though, all the holidays. Yep. It'll probably change. Um, thank you all for joining us. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out all of our friends at Commercial Bank, 865X Throwing, Blue Chew, and MyBookie. We appreciate you guys listening. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Where's where a podcast? You'll find us. Uh, check those out, and um, we'll see you guys. Yeah, National Signing Day is coming up. Keep an eye out for that. We'll have you posted. Um And updated on anything that happens. Stay away from crazy. We're bringing the boat in and we out.